This is Island Waves, and you're listening to Inside the 46th Parallel with your host, Virginia Winter. Today on Inside the 46th Parallel, we'll go behind the scenes as PEI gears up for Jack Frost Winterfest 2024, transforming Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island into a winter wonderland with a multitude of activities for two weekends coming up in February. Jack Frost Winterfest has been a staple of winter celebrations here in PEI since 2005 capturing the hearts of families, visitors, and winter enthusiasts alike. The last event in February 2020 left attendees eagerly awaiting its return. In the interim years of 2021 and 2022, the spirit of winter in Charlottetown was kept alive by the Ice City Festival, organized by Discover Charlottetown, the distant cousin of Jack Frost Winterfest. Although providing a unique experience, the absence of Jack Frost Winterfest was felt keenly by those who had come to cherish its traditions. And now, in this year, the second and third weekends in February will transform PEI into Jack Frost Winterfest 2024, making its grand comeback, promising a rejuvenated winter celebration with a multitude of outdoor and indoor activities for all ages. With DMG as the event management company, this year's event is set to feature new venues and a diverse range of winter activities that will captivate attendees, youth to seniors, both day and night. We're here today with Jennifer Painter, Chief Marketing Officer of VMG Events and Coordinator for the Jack Frost Festival 24. Welcome to Inside the 46 Parallel on Island Waves, Jen. Thank you for having me. We're excited to be here. I'm very excited to have you and privileged, I guess, uh, I would say. At this point, your schedule has to be just uh, nonstop as you're counting down the start of the festival. Yeah, we are gearing up. February is almost here. So the time is uh, going fast and we're looking forward to bringing Jack Frost back to Charlottetown. Oh, we're all excited to have it. Now, your role with the festival is what? You're your mar- chief marketing officer. Exactly what does that mean? And I see your T-shirt. Our listeners can't see that. Maybe I'll grab a picture of you. It has a big VMG. What does VMG stand yes. for? It's Versatile Management Group. So we're a boutique marketing and event management company in Charlottetown. And we are the producers of this year's Jack Frost Winterfest. So my role specifically is taking care of the marketing for the event. And we do have an operations team as well. So a team of nine staff that are working on this event to pull it off for February over two weekends. That's great. And I'm sure the work didn't just start yesterday. Yeah, there's a lot of planning and behind the scenes that goes into some of these events to make sure uh, all the pieces are in place and we're ready for when the visitors arrive. Well, that's great. Uh, approximately, you know, what is the process to get to the point where you're counting down? Is it a uh, several months? Is it a year long thing? Uh, my thoughts were, and it's part of my closing was to say, are you gearing up already starting plans for Jack Frost Fest 25? I wish we were that far in advance. We actually do have quite a short planning time for this event. We have been working on it. I believe we started work in October. So it just is a few short months. So we do have all hands on deck and a lot of a big team behind us and a few additional people that we have recruited to help to ensure that we have all the pieces in place. So it's not as long as you would think we would love to have a full year of planning. We'll hopefully get to that, but we're able to pull it off within a few short months. Well, I think if your company continues to to do what you're doing and with the success that it seems to be doing it with and and the response, I think, how is the response? Are our tickets going well? Yeah, so we've had two different price points right now where we have had the early bird tickets that launched in December when we announced the event was coming back. And we are now in the advanced ticket pricing. So when you purchase your tickets in advance, you're able to receive a discounted rate. 
and the best price for your Jack Frost Winterfest Pass. We will be increasing the prices as of February the 12th, and that will move up to on-site pricing. So we are encouraging everyone who's planning on going to grab your tickets early and make sure you get that best price to be able to bring your family and friends and grandparents, uh, whoever, whoever would enjoy any winter activities. We have indoor and outdoor. So something really for everyone. And we have many different ticket options as well, depending on if you want to take advantage of the full experience and stay in a hotel, or if you're just looking to come for one day and check out some of the venues. And we'll be back with more on Inside the 46th Parallel right after this. This is Island Waves, and this is what's happening February 16th through 19th and February 23rd to 25th in Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island. The Jack Frost Winterfest. Embrace the magic of winter during the family day-long weekend from February 16th through 19th, 2024, and extend the excitement with a bonus weekend from February 23rd to 25th at the Jack Frost Winterfest. Over both weekends, the Nordic side at Mark Arendt's Provincial Ski Park at Brookvale will transform into Snowtopia. Jack Frost Winterfest's new outdoor activity zone presented by the Dairy Farmers of PEI. Exclusive to the Family Day weekend, February 16th through 19th, the Delta Prince Edward by Marriott will be home to Frosty Funland, the hub of indoor entertainment. And during the second weekend from February 23 to 25, Port Charlottetown becomes the site of the Seaport Snow Globe, a cozy and intimate indoor activity space. Other venues include the Warm and Glow Zone at Founders Hall Food and Market and Sleigh Bell Boulevard on Victoria Road. Don't miss out! Complete schedule tickets and hotel packages are available online at jackfrostfestival.com. See you there. And that, folks, is what's going on here on Island Waves, the voice of Prince Edward and we're back with Inside the 46th Parallel on Island Waves. Now, you mentioned, Jennifer, that there's various packages available for people to take advantage with hotels and various, you know, for the various VIP or the packages that would include some of the venues. Why don't we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, the best way to experience the Jack Frost Winterfest is with our VIP hotel packages. And we have about nine hotels in Charlottetown that are offering great deals over the Jack Frost weekends. So when you do purchase a hotel package, you will receive VIP weekend passes. And that is an exclusive perk only available to get a VIP pass through the hotel packages. As well, you'll have early access to the venue. So from 9 to 10.30 every day, only the hotel packagers will be able to access those venues. So you'll have shorter lineups and you'll pretty well have the place to yourself before the general public arrive. So that's a great uh, perk to be able to enjoy those venues early. The hotels are also offering character breakfasts and those are complimentary every day with some of your favorite characters that will be showing up at breakfast as well as a complimentary medium Papa John's pizza and bedtime snacks in your hotel room. And we also have a shuttle transportation from each of the participating hotels to take you to Snowtopia, the outdoor activity zone at the Mark Aarons Provincial Park at Brookvale. And you'll get the chance to have a late checkout out of your hotel. So after a busy weekend, uh, may be able to sleep in on that last day of Jack Frost. You got me, Sol. That sounds wonderful. Now, did you say that when you buy the hotel package, that does include the admission to the venues as well? It does. Okay. It does include four of the VIP weekend passes. So that gets you into all of the Jack Frost Winterfest venues throughout the weekend. Well, I saw some of the things that are being offered by the hotels that you mentioned, and they were quite, quite fair prices and in line. And so it sounds like a wonderful opportunity for families, particularly to take advantage. You don't have to worry about the transportation, the kids, the, everybody's going to get a good night's sleep. 
Yeah, and all those extra bonuses. So uh, people should maybe take a look at that. And they can find that out on the website that you mentioned, the www.jackfrost.com. Yes, jackfrostfestival.com. And you can check out all of our hotel deals. Uh, There are two night packages and three night packages available. And when you take a look at our participating hotels, you can call the hotel directly to book your Jack Frost package. And I would imagine they should do it rather quickly because things are starting to fill up. We're getting close. It's hard to believe it's already getting to the end of January. It seems like we were still with Christmas and here we are so uh, lots to do lots to see lots to enjoy all in Charlottetown and the surrounding areas here in beautiful Prince Edward Island and we'll be right back with more on Island Waves the voice of Prince Edward Island the Jack Frost Winterfest is looking for over 100 volunteers during the festival from February 16th to the 19th and February 23rd to the 25th, 2024. Volunteers play a critical role in this exciting, family-friendly event and the benefits offered to the volunteers include, and these are just some of the awards you'll get, two-day passes for each shift worked. Each shift is four to five hours long. There will be shifts scheduled for indoor and outdoor venues. Custom Jack Frost Winterfest toque, on-site snacks and beverages. Opportunity to meet new people and be part of the community. The Jack Frost Winterfest will take place at several venues across PEI, including the Mark Aaron's Provincial Ski Park at Brookville, Delta Prince Edward, Port Charlottetown, Founders Food Hall and Market, and Victoria Road. All volunteers will be required to complete a criminal record check at no charge. Volunteers will receive a personalized letter to bring to their local detachment and will be required to complete any additional paperwork along with providing photo identification. Apply online at jackfrostfestival.com slash volunteer. For additional information, please contact Volunteer Coordinator Alicia Packwood at volunteer at jackfrostfestival.com. This is Joel Shiver, and you're listening to Island Waves, the voice of Prince Edward Island. When we left off, we were discussing the various packages that are available during the uh, Jack Frost Festival through the hotels. And so let's talk about Swift Kick. That's right. Yeah, we do have a separate ticketed night uh, where we have the Taylor Swift tribute band, Swift Kick, uh, very popular and have played on different venues across the island. They are playing on each of the Friday nights. So that is a separate ticket where if you would like to just come in for that night for the Swift Kick show, uh, the first weekend, February the 16th, will be held at the Delta Prince Edward. And on the second weekend, we are moving venues and the Swift Kick show will be held on February. 23rd at the Port Charlottetown. We'll have special Taylor Swift inspired mocktails, encouraging everyone to come and dress in your favorite era and bring your friendship bracelets that you make at home for trading amongst uh, other Swifties that are coming out for this fun uh, night of dancing and listening to lots of favorite Taylor Swift songs. Well, what's interesting is I'm predicting that's going to be an SRO event at each uh, venue because uh, her popularity is enormous not just with the younger set, which I guess, you know, that's great. And she seems to be a positive role model and the things she's doing. She really packs a punch. But with the older generations, too, you know, there's uh, quite the popularity she's she's enjoying and her music. So I would imagine that's going to be very, very popular. Who knows? It might even get the attention of the of Miss Swift herself. <laughs> Who knows? We would love that. That would be a great surprise. <laughs> maybe, maybe you can send an invitation to her promotion team and see if they'd uh, respond or at least do a cameo something that <laughs> that would be great so that would be great that would be fun. that would definitely sell tickets well, out you know yeah it would sell, well i don't think you're going to have any problems selling tickets to those events but uh speaking of the events the numbers uh, the, the, okay i'm going to roll back a little bit maybe 
jump out of sequence, but the first Jack Frost Festival was held in 2005. Annually, it was burdened with bad weather almost every year. I remember watching the ice sculptors particularly, you know, have to tarp their beautiful creations. And at the time, we had Boomer as our weather forecaster and uh, he would be you know giving giving the the hour by hour the day by day hour by hour as we built up to the festival sometimes having to increase the cold or decrease the snow or add snow there were some gaps started out as just one weekend event now as of this year that's expanded to two weekends we have yeah so the first weekend this year falls on islander day weekend which will be february 16th to 19th and that's over the long weekend and we have added a bonus weekend so the following weekend the 23rd and the 25th we will also have all of brass venues the only difference between the two weekends is we do have our indoor venue will be in a different location so on the first weekend over family day to accommodate the influx of families that are off for the long weekend and coming over from nova scotia or new brunswick we are holding the indoor venue at the delta prince edward and on the second weekend from the 23rd to the 25th the february February, the indoor venue will move and it will be held at the Port Charlottetown. Everything else that you see on the schedule of events uh, will all be similar for both weekends. You'll be able to enjoy the outdoor activity zones, all the fun games inside, as well as the skating rink and the fireworks downtown on Victoria Row. Well, that sounds very well coordinated. As a matter of fact, it brings me to the comment that some of the things that were uh, not in the favor of the festival, even when it was just one weekend, was that there seemed to be lacking a flow. There was the, they had the first year at the events ground was in 2017. They tried that. Prior to that, it was at the Sherwood Green site and Victoria Park, but that there was always the problem with traffic routing, long lineups. And now, I think one year was also, they had it indoors at the Eastlake Center venue where they had Sesame Street and a petting zoo and the sites weren't well coordinated. The flow wasn't there. I think the venues... It wasn't flowing is what the comments that I read about that. I think as of now, it seems to be spread out and coordinated on days, like you said, the first weekend being Islander Day weekend. Really great. And going back to what you said about the pricing, there was quite the deal on the early advance, early bird purchases, because you could really save if you were a family by purchasing your tickets. But like you said, there's still price tiers that you could take advantage of before buying your tickets at the door, so to speak. Yeah. And this year we have all new venues. So you had mentioned that previous years, uh, this festival has been held in different uh, the Eastlink Center and other venues that you mentioned. This year, we're bringing it back after two years of Jack Frost Winterfest not happening. We do have all new venues and we're really excited for those. There's something that is for everyone. There are some venues that are free for anyone to attend any of those activities happening. And then there are outdoor activity zone and our indoor activity zone that are ticketed venues. So we hope that everybody and all families and all kids will be able to enjoy the Jack Frost Festival in some way with that model. Um, we're also excited for our brand new venue for the outdoor activity zone, which is Snowtopia, and that's being held at the Mark Aaron's Provincial Park at Brookvale. So we have been making snow out there. There's been lots of favorable conditions for snowmaking recently with the colder temperatures. There's lots of snow out there, and we're going to be building up that Nordic site with really fun tube rides, obstacle courses, sliding, horse and sleigh rides. So that will really become a magical winter wonderland and it's a perfect venue to go and enjoy winter activities with all of the trails already there for snowshoeing cross-country skiing and we'll also have meridian there with some fat biking lessons so it will definitely be lots of outdoor activities some warm-up zones and that's a great new venue as well as our downtown venues as well which are accessible for everyone close to a lot of the hotels for people who may want to just get out and have a winter walk and easy to access from the downtown locations. 
And do you have some coordinated effort with the park and ride using the transit? We actually do have uh, transportation, and that is one of the uh, perks of booking a hotel package. Our, we have about nine hotels in Charlottetown that are offering great deals on Jack Frost Winterfest ticket. And when you do purchase that hotel package, you do have complimentary transportation that takes you out to Brookvale. So you can eliminate having to, you know, do the drive out there. You can jump on the transit bus and it's very easy to get in and out from that venue. The other venues and what we have specifically tried to do is have them close by downtown to make it very accessible for everyone to walk and get around, get to a restaurant, warm up, get back to your hotel. And those venues are all in downtown Charlottetown. That does sound very well coordinated, and the ability to use transit is just fantastic. I think that is really a key part of the package because, let's face it, it gets you into the mood. Everybody on the bus is having a good time going for the same event. You don't have to worry about driving. You don't have to worry about parking. You basically get chauffeured. And that's great. So that that was <laughs> makes really... it easy when you're hauling a couple kids along. <laughs> oh, yeah, for anybody, but seniors as well. So that's good. You, as you mentioned, the numbers uh, the numbers of the events have increased exponentially over the years, and particularly this year. There was a program last year. I think it was something called the Ice Festival. It wasn't quite the Jack Frost. It was sort of like a, a hybrid, if you will, or a bridge between our two years of COVID and now. How do you feel about you know what's about to happen with, with all the increase of events, and uh, how is it being received? Are, are there many visitors that, are anticipate, that you're anticipating coming provincially, nationwide? Do you know the demographics yet? Yeah, we do. Um, with the Jack Frost Winterfest, it previously had been held every winter and it had evolved into the largest winter festival east of Quebec City. We do see a lot of young families from Nova Scotia and New Brunswick who plan trips over to Prince Edward Island for the weekend to take part in the events, as well as many local families who come out and either make a staycation out of it by booking one of the hotel deals or uh, taking in the events on either of the weekends. But it really has become a big driver for winter tourism in Charlottetown, which is a great spinoff for the accommodations and the restaurants and some of the other uh, like events and attractions around Charlottetown in that time of year, which typically is a little bit quieter. Well, you're absolutely right. And in fact, that was bringing me to my next comment. Well, Jack Frost has always been a, a tourism grabber. Uh, mostly, I think when it first started, it was it was our it was our PEI event, and then the maritime event, and then it expanded. And again, ups and downs. I think this year it just seems to really have taken, I think, with the hiatus and, and the anticipation and, of course, the coordination of all the events this year, it just seems to really have created a buzz, if you will. And I think it's going to be a real attraction into expanding our uh, tourism season into the winter season as well. Many communities are piggybacking off of that and having different winter veil and other coordinated events are going on through the winter months, I think partly as a result of this. Yeah, I mean, we, we always focus a lot on our summer on Prince Edward Island, but we do have a lot of great winter activities here as well, you know, with having the Mark Aaron Ski Park, and we have lots of great trails. Downtown Charlottetown is a beautiful time of year in the winter as well, so it's nice to be able to host this event and attract some families from the Atlantic Canadian regions to explore and and get to come to PEI in the wintertime, whereas they may not have uh, necessarily thought of us as a winter destination previously. You're absolutely right. It's put PEI on the destination vacation list, not just for summer. I think things like this help tremendously. Definitely. And there's, you know, all times of year, people are looking at travel and events and things to do. So um, we are very excited that we're able to bring Jack Frost Winterfest back. Looks different than other years, but I think this will be a great year where we have two weekends. So hopefully that will suit with weather and with travel plans, as well as great new venues to explore as well. So lots of reasons to uh, check out the Jack Frost Festival this year. Absolutely. And I think that having it and launching it the weekend of Islander weekend not only has helped 
helpful and beneficial to us as a province. But I think a lot of provinces are starting to take that weekend. They may call it family weekend or we called it Islander weekend. Any excuse to just have a nice long weekend, I think, is great. And to marry it into coming and having uh, such an enjoyable venue to come to, such as the Jack Frost Festival, where it's a hands-on. This isn't just let's walk around a museum and look at beautiful things. It's a real interactive experience for all ages. Yeah, there's lots of activities for kids, and we're bringing in bouncy castles and carnival games. Uh, For indoors, they'll be able to meet Jack Frost himself and get photos taken. Outdoors, you'll be able to do the tubing rides and obstacle courses, horse and sleigh rides. We'll have lots of other things like gaga ball, cornhole toss. When you go down to the warm and glow zone, there's lots of great places to eat inside Founders Food Hall and Market. So lots of great vendors, a great way to warm up. And they also have the skating rink there, which will be accessible throughout the weekend with added DJ skate parties during the Jack Frost weekends. And down at Victoria Row, we're going to be having the Love Junkies playing each Saturday night with fireworks. So there is going to be lots going on and and lots of different things to take in. So it will really be a jam-packed weekend for a lot of people. Uh, So Ian Drummond is the ice sculptor, one of the ice sculptors. Yeah, Ian has been involved with the festival for a number of years. We do have lots in the outdoor activity zone um, at Snowtopia. There are a ton of ice sculptors and they'll be working down there all weekend long. So you'll be able to see them in action and then see the final products that they come up with just using blocks of ice. So it's a real talent and they put a lot of work into that. And it's a really cool thing to be able to go and witness yourself and see the end products in the ice in the ice. That will be wonderful. And I I understand from Jay Scotland that uh, it's looking good in the forecast, but I think we need to kind of bribe him to make sure that that forecast stays just picture perfect. So not having to (laughs) tarp ice sculptures or add water to it. I'm sure it's, you know, it's just part and parcel when you do an event that there's a little nail biting, but you want it to be somewhat factual. Like you don't want to find out that, you know, the second week in February, we're going to have a, a, a hot spill for example. And so we're not going to even say that. We're, we're not going to put we're, that energy no, out No, we're there. definitely looking for, for cold, cold wintry weather here in the forecast. Absolutely. Until February. And, and no nor'easters or blizzards. Let's talk about Craig Fair and his production of Once Upon a Time. Yeah, we're really excited about this. This is a, kind of a highlight that you will not want to miss for Jack Frost. It is being produced exclusively for our festival this year. And Craig Fair Productions, he's an amazing talent. He's bringing together a great group of musicians and they are creating the Once Upon a Time show, which will be performed at the indoor activity zones at the Delta for the first weekend and Port Charlottetown on the second weekend. And this show is going to feature many of your favorite Disney hits. You'll know all those classic Disney songs to sing along to. There'll also be princesses uh, coming out for meet and greet and to dance with the kids as well during the show. So if you check out the schedule of events, you'll be able to see all the different times that Once Upon a Time will be playing over the two weekends of Jack Frost. And by purchasing your Jack Frost Winterfest Pass, that will allow you access into that Frosty Funland and Seaport Snow Globe venues on both weekends to check out the the Once Upon a Time show. Okay, Jennifer, if you could... Tell people, where do they get their tickets? Where do they check out the schedule? You want to give it to them because you have it in your head better than I do. Sure, of course. The tickets are on sale. Uh, You're able to go on to jackfrostfestival.com and purchase your passes. If you are looking for a hotel deal, we do have a section on jackfrostfestival.com where you can see all of the hotel perks by staying with a partner hotel and all of the participating accommodations. And from there, you're able to contact the hotel directly to book your room. We do have a full schedule of events online as well. So if you wanted to check out what's going on at each of our venues each day, that's all laid out for you at jackfrostfestival.com. And we'll be right back with more of Inside the 46th Parallel here on Island Waves. And we'll be visiting with ice sculptor Ian Drummond and producer Craig Fair. Stay with us, folks. This is Island Ways, the voice of Prince Edward Island. Whether you're near or far, take us along with you. 
and download the free app and bring us along. Island Waves. Be sure to tune in to Island Waves, the voice of Prince Edward Island. Island Waves can now be heard worldwide on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Alexa, Google, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Audible, Player FM, Deezer, and Boomplay. Be sure to take us along wherever you go. Island Waves, the voice of Prince Edward Island. Hi, this is Ian Drummond. I do uh, ice sculpting over here on the island. I actually started my journey of ice sculpting back in the year of 2012. My wife actually helped with uh, Jack Frost here. It's a large event. It's one of the largest ice sculpting or largest ice events or winter events in Atlanta, Canada. I was fortunate enough to meet up with uh, some of the ice sculpting professionals here located from um, all over Canada. And uh, they came over to PEI to uh, do ice sculpting. So basically my wife gave me an advance to go sculpt with them for one day and I loved it. And the next year they actually asked if I wanted to help ice sculpt with them for the year 2013. Uh, going from there, it's just kind of been a roller coaster ride going up and down. I do all sorts of uh, ice sculptures from um, animals to logos, uh, special events, even to like ice bars. We start with the 300 pound block. Each block is 40 inches high, 20 inches wide, and uh, 10 inches deep, and they're all 300 pounds. So we basically start off with a rectangular shape, and we bring our design into it. You start carving from the outside, you work your way in. Uh, you always want to start carving from the top and work your way down as well, as you take some more weight off the top, and you don't put near as much pressure on the bottom. That's one of our biggest fears, ice sculpting, is break pieces breaking. Especially if you're not in a cold in a cold environment and you cannot weld pieces of ice back on to fix your mistakes. It's not like sculpting sand or sculpting snow. You can't fix your mistakes, which is unfortunate, unless you can weld your ice back again. Which is usually in around negative 10 is the best welding to uh, weld pieces of ice together. Going from there, we have to get our ice from uh, Caracat, New Brunswick, and we ship it all the way over here. It's about a four and a half hour drive, actually, to Caracat. New Brunswick. We actually get it from Richard Chason. He owns uh, Creation Glaze. And uh, we drive it back here. For this uh, event coming up, we're going to be getting 25 blocks of ice, actually. So 25 blocks, each 300 pounds. It's a considerable amount of weight, actually. And which brings me to that next thing is that that is one of the biggest challenges with ice carving is moving these blocks of ice around as you need equipment, you need storage, you need all those type of facilities basically in order to make this stuff happen that is one of the biggest challenges of ice sculpting is actually manhandling these blocks and stacking them and making sure that they're safe that's great good day in and uh thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule how are you uh spending your time now that we're counting down to the big event here in charlottetown prince edward island how are you preparing well basically i'm looking at the number of blocks that we have there's another sculpture with me. His name is Pat Brunet. He's located over in Restigo. So him and I are looking at different designs and we're looking at different patterns or ideas basically in order to get the best reward out of our blocks of ice. Because we've got 25 blocks, we're going to want at least two large ones or one large one. So then we can cut the blocks in half and then use that to integrate for a large sculpture, 10 inches thick, and just stack them up into. But we're trying to find the best the best bang for a buck for 25 blocks of ice, basically. So that's how we're preparing. So the process is now you mentioned earlier that there was 25 blocks. Uh, it's a block by block process. Each block is 300 pounds, did you say? Yes, each block of ice is 300 pounds. And it's 40 inches high, 20 inches wide, 10 inches deep. What kind of equipment are you moving and navigating? And do you use the equipment as part of building the sculpture? Or are you sculpting it and then setting it up? How? What is what is the procedure there? So we'll have a telehandler on site or a skid steer on tracks. And if we're, doing, uh, if we're cutting the blocks in half, we'll cut the blocks first. And then we'll stack them up with the support of the telehandler bucket or this kids to your bucket it's basically the only way that we can do it if not we'd be breaking our backs oh yes it would be quite the physical challenge and what is your timeline in doing this uh you know are you starting now and uh, you know are you setting up now At, between now and the first weekend of the launching what would be your timeline for on site and where is the site by the way 
The site is over at Brookville, actually. That's a Nordic site. It's a great little spot, actually. And we have a high host for it. They have all the facilities there that we need. Uh, they got all the snowmaking equipment, everything like that. I have really high hopes for this uh, new event facility over at Brookville. There's, they have everything that we need. And it's just a great environment over there. Like, obviously, with the downhill skiing, Rikadas, everything like that, it's it's a great facility. Well, the facility is oh. great, and it's uh, full yeah. of all of the, I would say, resources that you're going to need on site, the equipment, the, as you mentioned, the snowmaking, and even if uh, the temperatures were not in your favor necessarily or the winds, uh, they have, uh, you know, ways of compensating that because that's what they do. So I think it's an excellent choice for a venue. How many people will be doing ice sculpturing? Is it just yourself and, and your team, or how is that working? It'll be myself and a, a fr- friend, uh, Pat Brunet. He's located over in Restigo. He's actually been involved with Jack Frost basically since the beginning. Great guy. He's full of knowledge. Uh, you mentioned uh, earlier to me that you did do some work with him. I think that was back. You were quoted as saying that it's an actual on-site cultural event that is interactive with your audience. And at that point, I think when you were working with him, uh, you said it was sort of an organically evolving process as far as the the end product and that that was part of the built-in anticipation for both you and the visitors who were observing you doing this sculpting on site. Uh, it was part of the evolution of what the piece actually became. Is that still your process or are you going to design something and then maybe still do an on-site demonstration? So we do, like I said, we do have those 25 blocks. We're still undetermined with the two large sculptures, but we will have smaller blocks that we will sculpt at like three hours a piece. I can pull off a sculpture in probably about three hours with one of the small 300-pound blocks. And then we'll do that interaction with the crowd. We'll start off with a blank, and then we let the, the crowd figure it out or guess as we're carving it out. And they get to see the whole carving go along during that three-hour so it is interactive and it does have audience participation. And you'll be doing this both weekends and the, during the week as well, or is it just on the weekends, Ian? We'll be carving live carving on February 17th, 18th, 19th. And then we'll be live ice carving on the 24th and 25th. But Pat and I will be on site days before. We're going to have some pre-carved before the event even starts in order to give people something to look at during the day, first day of the event. So this is wonderful and I bet you're looking forward to it. Any anticipation or anxiety about weather being a factor or are you pretty, I guess you're pretty used to it and know how to work around it? Yeah, well, there's always that anxiety, right? Of those hot days and the sun. So within our contract, we actually requested a 20 by 20 tent in order to put our large piece in and we'll be doing our live ice sculpting probably within the tent and then we'll transition the smaller pieces outside. If it's a real bad day, weather-wise, we can always tarp them. Once we tarp them, we know that they're going to be safe. If it's raining or anything like that, we will tarp them immediately just for the duration of the rain or anything like that. Suffice to say, you've got it covered and you know what you're doing and your experience allows you to factor in for all of these multitude of possibilities. Yes, and another big thing is to keep them out of the sun. Once you put them in the sun, they just, they almost like explode almost. It's quite fascinating, but just kind of imagine like, um, yeah, it's just like a magnifying glass. That's what I was trying to get. The sun hits and it just kind of cracks all the ice up once the sun hits. So what is your forecast for the best possible weather scenario? What are you hoping for? I'm hoping for negative five. Sunny because we got the large tent in order to get the shade. So negative five, sunny. And that would be just fantastic, basically. Stress-free, amazingly, with calmness. Very zen. Yeah, with the fresh powder of snow would be great. That would be wonderful. After Jack Frost, then what? What's the next stop for you? Well, I own a cottage business in Rustico. So we'll be ramping up for the whole uh, summer season with that. And then I do uh, woodworking on the side just for fun and stuff like that. So busy schedule and busy days ahead. Well, we wish you the very best, Ian. Thank you again for taking time out of your uh, very busy schedule. And we wish you all the best with uh, the upcoming Jack Frost Festival, just about two weeks away from at this point. Yeah, it's not too far away, actually. So she's going to sneak up on us. She is. And then before you know it, you'll be sitting down and discussing plans for next year. That's exactly it. Best of luck to you, Ian. So I thank you, and I'm, you know, here's onward and forward for uh, for great weather, and and that the ice cooperates, and you don't hurt your back lifting it or in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. And we'll be right back with more on Island Waves, the voice of Prince Edward Island. Be sure to tune in to Inside the Forty Six Parallel 
right here on Island Waves, the voice of Prince Edward Island. We're here today with Craig Fair, producer of Craig Fair Music. He has partnered with the Jack Frost Festival to present Once Upon a Time, a magical hour of celebrating all of our favorite Disney songs. How are you doing today, Craig? I'm very well, thank you. I must say you're cool and calm as a cucumber. <laughs> two weeks I try out. to be. Well, you mentioned something to me uh, the other day about being involved with seven projects. So that's yeah. why it, it had me say that. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Why don't you uh, tell us about the show? Um, I was approached uh, just back later in the fall from uh, Tracy Singleton. And, and we had a great conversation about uh, the Jack Frost Festival and and how uh, it was you know you know in previous years when they did the festival they used to bring large acts in from off island to uh, to do something and they decided this year that they wanted to do something that was locally created and uh, locally performed so they um, asked me if I was interested in um, creating a show for you know for the festival and specifically you know towards towards a, a children's audience. And, uh, you know, of course, the first thing that popped into my head uh, was uh, something along the lines of Disney music, uh, using Disney music. So that's really where the idea came from. And um, it's really, you know, building a show from the ground up is always, you know, a lot of work, obviously. And um, it takes a lot of time. And, you know, the, the guidelines are kind of free as you go. Uh, but, you know, it's really just the, the show is just a, a celebration of Disney songs, some from, you know, the 90s and early 2000s and some much more current in the last like five years. It's, uh, it's but, you know, within Disney music, there's always an opportunity to teach a lesson. And uh, I mean, that's that's kind of the point of of, of, of Disney movies, I think, in general, is there's, you know, there, there's such beautiful stories to listen to and to, but but to also learn from. And the music is so brilliantly written that um, it kind of gives you an opportunity to um, almost, you know, you use it in a different context, really. So really, the show is a compilation of kind of, well, I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of some of my favorite ones. And uh, some that I know will be favorites of, you know, this generation of kids that is uh, here now. It's really to, you know, have them participate, have fun, enjoy, sing along, dance, um, but also to listen and learn uh, at the same time so that they can still walk away, you know, actually remembering something and maybe taking something home with them. Absolutely. And you mentioned in your narrative to me that the lessons learned in the production were dream big, mm -hmm. work hard, open your heart and respect one another, be yourself. And that is sort of along the lines of, uh, of the Disney themes and the music mm -hmm. from the shows. So mm -hmm. this was an original creation. This is your brainchild. This is all original. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really fortunate. I have uh, one of my very, very longtime dear friends, Kristen Pottle working with me on this project. Once I really started diving into things, I was like, okay, I, I need to, I need a partner in crime on this. So Kristen came on board and and it's it's really been such a wonderful working relationship and you know um she she works with, with kids a lot and so uh i myself don't have children so, so it was a nice dynamic of me wanting to create this show but having the knowledge of uh of Kristen's background and what she understands um in that kind of world and but i mean you know to me those were kind of those are really important kind of basic lessons that i think you know, sometimes just need to be reiterated a bit. And it, it's it's always good, I think, to try and reiterate it in a different way. And I think music uh, is, a, is a really important and effective tool. So that's really kind of how that all started to come together, is that I knew I wanted it to be fun and flashy and big and, you know, that everyone would enjoy it, it from an entertainment aspect. But at the same hand, I'm not someone who tends to just do something from an entertainment aspect. I prefer to have that element, but also, you know, make people feel something. Have a core. Uh, you yeah. mentioned the children. So I'm going to ask mm -hmm. you a, a, just a few questions here, if you can uh, maybe uh, give us a, an idea of the background. Where are you getting your resources 
forum uh, from the children, from from the from the kids out there to participate as performers. And where are you rehearsing? How long have you been at it? Uh, how often do you do it? Give us a little background about that. Yeah, well, the, I mean, the show really is aimed um, for like uh, for a children's audience. We will be rehearsing at uh, Havenwood Dance Studios downtown. And uh, as far as you know, learning about kind of what uh, kids these days, I guess is how you would say it. Uh, really want to hear and want and, and expect is you know it's a different generation certainly than when I grew up so I can understand that uh, you know there's kind of a sensory overload kind of thing so you know we're bringing you know we're bringing in things like snow machines and bubble machines and there's going to be little things that are going to be handed out to the kids and glow sticks and they're they're going to learn some choreography and they're going to learn a move for each of these life lessons that we're going to put it into action and they're going to be kind of part of of the uh, entertainment that we're providing so that it gets them a bit more involved uh, actively versus just, you know, watching it from the outside. So it's an interactive performance. In fact, I yeah. Think, yeah, you mentioned that the narrator, there's a narrator, and then they start with pure imagination from Willy Wonka, and then the kids will have yeah. a chance to to gather in a certain area closer to the stage so they can feel part of the action. And then basically, you're going to bring them in and incorporate them into the show, which is always wonderful. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. And there's going to be a few uh, select volunteers that if they want to, you know, come up and join us on stage for a couple of specific things, but it's always going to be inclusive of everyone that's attending. And then the Meet Jack Frost, uh, who in this uh, situation has lost the power of creating snow and ice. So, yes. And then they travel through the songs presented and learn with the lessons with the audience and uh, learn how right. to help each other along the way. So it's not just entertainment; it's entertainment with purpose, with a with That's a goal, right. with a with a theme. Uh, yeah, and, and that he learns those lessons. He Absolutely. learns those lessons along the way, and so you know, once he's understood that, then he can perform his special skills again. Absolutely. And the production will celebrate some of the uh, great Disney songs, which we'll talk about in just a bit, but also some of the mm -hmm. characters like Moana and Frozen and Hercules and Aladdin and Princess mm -hmm. and the Frog and Little Mermaid yes. and, and Kanto and Pocahontas. So that's quite an undertaking. Where are you getting the costumes from? <laughs> well, ah. I'll be honest with you. It's still a work in progress. It's um, The thing is, you know, I'm, I'm never someone to kind of really make it super obvious of, you know, this is Elsa or this is Ariel or it's, I'm, we're trying to take a bit of a different turn on it so that, you know, the costumes are really just representing a version of those people. It also, you know, you know, there's, there's, when you're dealing with uh, previously written songs, especially in the, in the Disney uh, empire, it's, you know, I'm, the, the show really is just about performing the music and it's not so much about representing each character Right. Um, specifically, because uh, that's a whole other can of worms. Oh, absolutely. Um, so this is know, more archetypal that the... That's correct. Right, yeah. 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 Uh, but, you know, at the same hand, everybody will well know who these people are representing. Well, absolutely. Uh, so the costumes, um, from like a few different sources, we've ordered a couple of things uh, online and I have a couple things being built, uh, you know, asking around to certain people who has some stuff in storage and sure enough we found a few things there so it's really gathering a whole bunch of stuff fortunately i have a bunch of friends in the in the tech community and have some people building some set pieces for us and you know ordered lots of glittery lights and it'll be very magical to look at. Well, personally speaking, I think that's the best way to do it. And especially when you're working with young people and in a production like this, I call it the, mm -hmm. beg, the beg bar, plead and bootstrap theater. Sure. And yes. it makes, it, it kind of makes the performers feel part of the production. And I think Absolutely. what better way to evolve their character, to represent the character than to really be part of it. So That's I, right. I admire Agreed. what you're doing. And you have a bunch of songs that they're going to be singing. And as a matter of fact, you have four powerful singers that will. Yes. Yeah. Talk about them. Yeah. Well, it's uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to have them all on board. Uh, um, Brandon Howard Roy, Noah Malcolm, uh, Livia Duncombe and Louisa Guizza. She's uh, they're all fantastic. And Livia and Louisa are actually um, new to I'm, I'm new to working with them and I'm thrilled to bring them on board. But it's really a powerful foursome that um, that also understands communicating music, right? They're you know, they they get what it's what it is to actually communicate the lyrics and 
And I have a feeling they're all really going to be really wonderful with the kids as well. And they're all very excited uh, to do this production. You know, I mean, how often do you get to sing some of these Disney songs the way you want to sing them in, in this kind of fashion? And so, who, but... who can't love Disney songs? I mean, exactly. Great. Every one of them are great. And and we know Absolutely. them. We know them. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's good. And that will also promote the interactiveness with the audience to participate with that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. There's certainly um, a few songs in there that, uh, you know, we literally will have them sing along and learn some choreography and be a part of the music, specifically stuff like something, something about Bruno from Encanto, which is a massive hit with this generation. And uh, so they'll be singing along and learning some choreography and being completely part of that number. Also, the Princess and the Frog song, Dig a Little Deeper, obviously a fantastic message of just be yourself. Timeless uh, but classics. Really... Timeless absolutely. Classics. Yeah, now, absolutely. Tell us about the venue. When and where will this be held during the Jack Frost Festival? So this is the first show is on um, February, it's uh, 17th, 18th, 19th. And that is at the Delta, uh, the Delta Hotel, um, downtown, Charlottetown. And the second weekend is at the Seaport building, uh, also downtown. It is on the uh, 23rd and 24th. So the first weekend is a Saturday, Sunday, Monday. The second weekend is a Saturday, Sunday. And at what time? And the shows, shows are 11 and 2, the Saturday, Sunday. And then 11 a.m. on the Monday. That's the first weekend. And then um, the second weekend, the Saturday, there's a bit, there's a few switches around. I don't want to give you specific times because I don't want to say wrong things. But between our schedule and some other performer schedules throughout the Jack Frost Festival, we had to kind of wiggle some things around. But within that span, I believe it's maybe 1230 and 530. But I don't want to mislead people. Now, are tickets required or is this part of the festival package when they buy their their package? Uh, I'm not talking about the VIP, but like, say, the general public, they buy their ticket for the weekend festival. Does that allow them to come see it or do they need special tickets for your performances? This is this is strictly through them. This uh, I'll be honest with you, Virginia. I, I don't know the answer to that question. I'm just hired to create this show for them and so ticketing is uh, nothing to do with me well i wouldn't say just hire to create because you're wearing a pretty heavy <laughs> what is it heavy is the head that wears the crown eh <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> you mentioned about having uh, seven projects on the go are you talking simultaneously and is it here in pei yeah yeah so i've decided to do quite an ambitious season this year i'm, I'm currently running uh my eagles show right now down at trailside music hall um last night and for the next two nights is and that music uh, of, is that the music of the eagles yes the night that, of the eagles yeah that's you okay yeah great yeah, yeah there was one that went through uh, the convent center uh last month that's a different or not last fall excuse me right and that's a different group than me but yeah the one that's at Trailside right now that's me to, and along with a, an incredible band and group of singers and so that uh, that's running right now uh, the jack frost thing is in february and then just other projects on the go, um, something with Fox Meadows at uh, uh, Fox Meadow, uh, Lone Oak Fox Meadow in February as well, a little 60s night, and uh, remounting my Billy Joel Elton John show, uh, still standing at the Brew Company in March with Ben Aitken. And then, to be honest, it just continues. Uh, so I've, I've planned an entire year of stuff, and so I'm just trying to take advantage of this little bit of, I, well, I guess... Downtime is probably the wrong word, but... I don't believe you have any downtime. <laughs> Did Neil Young say it's better to burn out than to rust? So I guess you're, I mean, right. you're fairly yeah. new to PEI because you came here during the pandemic, if I recall. And yeah, uh, you that's came right. here, but you summered here. So the PEI was not new to you. You just you decided no. this is it. And uh, yeah. then you launched your own production company. So in, I'd say, short of four years, three years, you've really accomplished quite the bit. I guess your reputation is really uh, doing well. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's been a really thrilling uh, experience and a, a roller coaster for sure. But you know, for the first time, I kind of feel like uh, this is is what I've always really wanted to do, and just maybe never realized it. And you know, I'm at the age and point in my career now that I really just want to do the things that I love to do with the people I love to do it with, and when I want to do it. And you know, the best way to do that is to run your own company.
<laughs> well, I'm going to circle back around to your own quote where you said, dream big, work hard, open your heart, respect one another and be yourself. And, you know, I, I think people come to Prince Edward Island uh, when you come from mm. away and you get to realize your dreams. And sometimes you have to pinch yourself and think, this is my life. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I couldn't agree with you more. It And, I, and it, oddly, with all the years I've spent here in the last 25 years of my life, I, I always loved it here. But you know, when I when I moved here and made this my permanent residence, it all of a sudden I kind of looked back at those twenty years and the time I had spent here and been like, wow, who knew all this time that this is kind of was always pulling me back to this would be the place I felt at home and and doing the thing I love to do most and um, you know live my life and you know I it's a, it's a magical place and that's why I you know I'm I'm really proud to always present local artists and local talent and the uh, the mandate for my stuff right now this year is that it is it's all people from PEI or the Maritimes there's so much talent out here it just it's it's, it's mind-boggling it, 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 it's mind-boggling and it humbles me every time when I'm working on a new project and we put it together and we do it. I'm always just baffled by the generosity of people and, and the, and they're, they're all humble and kind to each other and respect. It just. With very generous really, hearts. Very generous That's right. Hearts. That's right. With the, with this massive talent. And I would rather spend the rest of my life working with, with people that you just, you can, you can bring the caliber and the standard to where you want it to be but also have a blast doing it and also feel good about doing it. So it's really, it's really has been a magical change in my life and uh, I wouldn't trade it in for anything. You know, and I couldn't agree with you more about there's something when you, when you land here and I know I experienced that myself the very first time I set foot here, uh, came on the ferry and there was something about the feeling. I remember it was at the topmost point of the ferry looking mm -hmm. at the island thinking I felt like I was coming home, kind of like Fanny yeah. Bryce in Funny Girl, you know, yeah. I'm home, you yeah. know, so <laughs> it, it, it really is, it's a magical place and, and at this point i'm kind of wanting to keep it our own best secret but i think the word is out yeah honestly i mean i i i hear you i'm 50 50 on that as well and uh, there's something that you just want to keep it to quiet but at the same hand you know i think things in the last you know five years here just are really exploding in and you know in a positive way and I, you know, I can only speak really to the art scene, but I will speak to that. And, you know, the art scene in PEI has just, it's just, it's, it's so fantastic. And it's and exploded. So it's exploded and it's impressive for such a small place. And in a very diverse and cultural way. A hundred percent. And it's, it's also really supported, you know, um, right from, uh, you know, the people buying tickets, like it just, it's such a wonderful place to create. That's what I'm really finding. And, and right now, everything I'm doing, I'm our kind of brainchilds and I, I'm creating from the ground up. It's so wonderful to see people supporting it and actually seeing and hearing what you're doing and, uh, and, 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 and supporting all the artists that are involved. It's really, it's really incredible. Absolutely. And we wish you continued success. And we look forward Thank to you. seeing and experiencing Once Upon a Time at the Jack Frost Festival 2024. One final question. Will you take that beyond Jack Frost? And if so, uh, when and where? Will you take Once Upon a Time on the road or to other areas or provinces? I think it's pretty specific to this Jack Frost Festival at this point. I think it could be something that uh, really could work in an educational uh, way. I think it could be something that could do, uh, you know, some school tours, um, especially in the elementary grades. Uh, so it's certainly something to explore. At this point for this year, no plans to do it post Jack Frost, but you know, it's certainly uh, an open door. Love is an open door, right? Absolutely. And your calendar is pretty full, as it seems, my for the rest of the right year. But maybe we'll look at 2025. Well, I'm going to ask you a favor, and that is, will you please come back and stay in touch with us and maybe give us updates and let us know what you're doing? Because I'm just absolutely fascinated, as I'm sure our listeners will be, to know what Craig Fair Music Productions are up to in the next uh, few months and years to come. And we wish you, you continued success. And I want to thank you personally for doing what you do, because I think it's wonderful. Oh, thanks. I really appreciate that. And uh, it's truly my pleasure. 
Thank you, Craig. And we will be back with more of Inside the 46th Parallel after this. Thanks for that. Save the dates and come embrace the magic of winter during the family day-long weekends, February the 16th to the 19th, 2024, and extend the excitement with a bonus week from February 23rd to 25th at the 2024 Jack Frost Winterfest here in beautiful Prince Edward Island. Over both weekends, the Nordic side at Mark Aaron's Provincial Ski Park at Brookvale will transform into Snowtopia. Jack Frost Winterfest New Outdoor Activity Zone presented by Dairy Farmers of PEI, featuring a plethora of outdoor and indoor activities, including snow sculptures created on site with your help. Exclusive to the Family Day weekend, February 16th to the 19th, the Delta Prince Edward by Marriott will be home to Frosty Funland, the hub of indoor entertainment. During the second week, from February 23rd to 25th, Port Charlottetown becomes the site of the Seaport Snow Globe, a cozy and intimate indoor activity space. Other venues include the Warm and Glow Zone at Founders Hall Food and Market and Sleigh Bell Boulevard on Victoria Road and Swift Kick featuring Taylor Swift music. Complete schedule, tickets, and hotel packages are available online at jackfrostfestival.com. Don't miss out on this year's magical winter wonderland right here in Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island, February the 16th to the 19th and 23rd to the 25th. mythology, Jack Frost is a demigod known as Jokul Frosty, meaning icicle frost. Jack Frost is traditionally held responsible for those frosty fern-like patterns found on your windows on cold winter mornings. Here in Atlanta, Canada and in Prince Edward Island, we transform our island into a beautiful Jack Frost winter wonderland. And we're here today with Jennifer Painter, the Chief Marketing Officer of VMG Events, coordinators of Jack Frost Festival PEI 2024. We uh, spoke recently, Jennifer, with both Ian Drummond's and Craig Fair, and it looks like all systems are ready to go and everyone is getting in places and uh, ready to launch. So how are you winding down these next couple of weeks in preparation? Actually, before we go into that, I'm going to ask you one more time to please uh, review with us and our listeners where they get their packages, where they get their tickets, and and all the scheduling information, if you will, just one more time, Jen. Sure, of course. The tickets are on sale. Uh, you're able to go on to jackfrostfestival.com and purchase your passes. If you are looking for a hotel deal, we do have a section on jackfrostfestival.com uh, where you can see all of the hotel perks by staying with a partner hotel and all of the participating accommodations. And from there, you're able to contact the hotel directly to book your room. We do have a full schedule of events online as well. So if you wanted to check out what's going on at each of our venues each day, that's all laid out for you at jackfrostfestival.com. Who do we have to thank for for helping support some of the festival, like the province and, and the funding? Sure. The uh, Jack Frost Festival is brought to you by Capital City Event. We do have many great sponsors who really make this event possible. Island Coastal is our presenting sponsor. Many event partners and funders to thank to ensure that this festival is, is a success. We also have great venue sponsors this year. So we have the Dairy Farmers of Prince Edward Island who are sponsoring Snowtopia, the outdoor activity zone. And Sunley is sponsoring our indoor event 
venues on the first weekend at the Delta Prince Edward and on the second weekend at the Port Charlottetown. Will they be so, providing um, solar energy? Yeah, we'll make sure the sun is shining for, for Jack Frost. Nice winter conditions with a bright sunny day. Thank our sponsors for uh, making this event possible. That's wonderful. And before we go, let's talk about the need for volunteers. You're needing about 100 or more volunteers to help with this. And for that, it, they get quite a bonus for for donating their time. They do. We are in looking for many volunteers to help since we have so many venues and indoor and outdoor shifts are available. So we're currently recruiting for about 100 volunteers. When you do volunteer with the Jack Frost Winterfest, you'll receive two day passes for each shift work. You'll also receive a custom Jack Frost toque, which a lot of people have been asking us for already. They've kind of seen a few floating around and there'll be on-site snacks and beverages and hopefully just an opportunity to be part of a community event, meet some new people and see the magic of Jack Frost on the little kids' faces. And if you would like to apply to be a volunteer, you can do that on jackfrostfestival.com. And we are now uh, taking applications uh, for volunteers. So if you know anyone who would be interested, you can link them over to the website. That is a wonderful event to lend your talents and come out and volunteer. And PEI is really great about their volunteerism. So I think you'll get your 100 volunteers, may get more. That toque, now that is that is something else. I saw the picture of it. I think it's going to be very coveted. Yeah, it's it's always nice to have some swag. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely, and 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 as I recall, if they want, they can even get a certificate that said that they volunteered if they'd like to frame it and put it on their wall. Yes, for sure, we will have a volunteer certificate available. Um, so yeah, it's a great keepsake as well to showcase that you were part of this great event. So the countdown has begun, Jennifer. And let's hope you don't have too many sleepless nights between now and then. Take your final bow, I guess, the final weekend and maybe go on vacation somewhere or take a well-deserved <laughs> break and rest. Hope your employers appreciate what you do. For now, we thank you, Jennifer, for taking the time to talk to us today. Take time for yourself and don't forget to breathe. Jennifer Painter, Chief Marketing <laughs> Officer of VMG Events and Coordinator of the Jack Frost Festival 2024. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you. You're welcome. Be sure to tune in again to Inside the 46 Parallel right here on Ivan Waves, the voice of Prince Edward Island.